0: Narcissist loves that because they're playing a game. Narcissists attack your insecurities. Narcissists attack almost everything in your life to be able to throw you off balance, to be able to get you to a place that you don't know what's right, what's wrong, what's truth, what's lie, what's up, what's down, Narcissists will do anything to be able to put it back on you and make you be on the defensive. Did that happen to you? Was that something that happened in your relationship that you saw time and time again where it seemed like you'd open up a section of your life or of your heart or be vulnerable and they would use that against you? Or that would come up later in the relationship. Maybe it would even be a, something that you would use in dog whistling. Where you'd say something in private that they would say in public. Not directed towards you, but just directed in general. And you'd feel that insecurity being revealed of like, they're betraying my trust in different areas. A lot of times you'll see narcissists that will leverage and would use things in your life to be able to control you, to be able to manipulate you, and to ultimately be able to have ultimate, utter control over another person. Typically, the narcissist is doing this to try to keep their mask up, to try to look a certain way, to try to act a certain way, to try to put you down so that they don't feel a certain thing. We're going to talk about that in a couple different ways today with projection, with empathy, with the hope potential, the trauma bond, all those different aspects. Because a lot of times people don't realize the small and the giant ways that narcissists exploit your insecurities, that exploit what you're feeling, that exploit and put it back on you time and time again. If you guys are new here, my name is Ben Taylor. I'm a self-born narcissist on this channel to provide awareness, growth, healing, and change. We do that on multiple different platforms, so if you haven't checked it out, look up TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn, and just look up Raw Motivations. Maybe you're listening on the podcast today, and you're listening on Amazon, Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, feel free to like, rate, and review, and be able to uh, let people know about Raw Motivations and what we're doing. We're trying to build that awareness for people to understand more about what we're communicating on a day-to-day basis. And just the other day, I met with another person who's a licensed therapist that had gone through the crazy relationship, had gone through the crazy making of being with a narcissist. And hands down, it comes to every single person I talk to that's in that field or in that background that talks to me with one-on-one coaching and ends up saying like, hey, this is stuff I learned about or we skimmed over in school or we we checked the box of like we did one day talking about narcissism or cluster B personalities and I thought I'd be able to recognize it. But at the end of the day... It didn't, because a lot of times it doesn't look the same on the textbook as what it does in real life. So spreading more awareness is what we need, and I need your help with that. If you would share this podcast or this episode or this video that you're watching with someone else that you know might be struggling with this, share it with them, because you might be the dealer of hope in their lives that actually gets them free from a narcissistic and a toxic relationship. If you haven't had a chance, download the NARC app. Just go to NARCapp.com, N-A-R-C-A-P-P, NARCapp.com. It stands for Narcissistic Abuse Recovery Community, a community of like-minded people to try to help you heal, grow, and change. If you want to talk to me one-on-one, go to rawmotivations.com. If you haven't had a chance to check out the new podcast, then go and look it up. It's Trauma, Drama, and Life. You finally get to hear from the wife's perspective as well, but that just came out recently, and it's new episodes are released every Monday. Trauma, Drama, and Life with Ben and Kayla Taylor. So anyways, we're talking today about how narcissists attack your insecurities. Did you ever have it in the relationship where you were accused of things that you didn't do at all? Like, it was like, I didn't even do that. Like, I didn't break that window. or I didn't put my hand through the wall. Or I didn't, you know, spend the money on this or whatever it might be. It was stuff that you didn't do, but you got blamed for it. You got blamed for stuff that was time and time again, not your fault. And you're like, I don't even know what I'm doing. I don't even know like what I need to keep defending myself, or what I have to defend myself against next because it just comes out of nowhere. And you have no clue what they're going to be attacking you on next. A lot of times what this is happening is we go through an aspect of projection. And that's when the narcissist will project their feelings, their thoughts, their their insecurities, their blame. They'll put everything on you. Typically, you've heard that of me talk about that in different videos of like how they'll take up different aspects of it, their their guilt and their shame, they'll box it up and then they'll hand it to you or they'll say that, hey, this is your fault. Then you're like, no, it's not my fault. And then they take the package back, rewrap it and say, okay, it's our fault. But they're still giving you this same box of shit that they don't want to be able to hold and they don't want to be able to handle because that has accountability, guilt and shame that's all attached to it. The reason why a lot of times narcissists project onto another person is in order to give that away so they don't have to feel the pain. They don't have to feel the emptiness inside of, I can't tap into love, I can't tap into gratitude, I can't tap into joy, I can't actually find a fulfilling relationship because I'm too consumed with the mass that I'm trying to produce that keeps me from the shame that I'm trying to hide. A lot of times the narcissist wants to project to be able to put that blame on someone else so they don't have to take on that responsibility. They want to be able to put the shame that they feel into someone else so that they don't have to hold that or identify that that is them. You see, the thing is a narcissist is typically looking to have all the power, all the control, but no responsibility. As a result, they'll avoid accountability, they'll avoid responsibility, and they'll push it back on you. They don't want to feel the blame, the pain, the shame. They want to avoid accountability responsibility. And they also want to confuse the victim of what the actual problem is. A lot of times you'll have people that are very confused. You've probably seen this with word salad. You've probably seen this with arguments that go very circular, that go around and around the same topic. And you thought that it was done. And then it starts up again. It goes for another hour and then it's done. Then you thought it was done, but then it keeps going. And a lot of times the purpose of this is to confuse you, is to get you in a state where you're so confused, you're just like, whatever, I don't care anymore. I'll take the blame, doesn't matter, I just want to get past the situation. That is a tactic. That is a way that the narcissist is going to wear you down to get you to the place that you give in. A lot of times you'll see that you'll waste tons of time defending yourself instead of holding them accountable. Because you try to hold them accountable, and they attack, right? You try to hold them accountable, and it's like, how dare you go through my phone and realize that I've been cheating on you for five years? Like, how dare you find out that we don't have any money in the bank because I spent it all on someone else? Like, how? And it goes on and on when you see the narcissist get so upset and so irate that you're holding them accountable. And as a result, they'll flip it around on you saying that you're the abusive one. You're the one that doesn't make it safe. You're the one that's cheating, like all different types of things they'll project. And a lot of times it is true that when the nurse projects different things onto you that you're not doing, a lot of times it is a confession of guilt of something that they're doing. So pay close attention to that. If you see them a lot of them putting stuff on you, they're like, I haven't been doing that at all. A lot of times they'll use projection. A lot of times they'll use your empathy. They'll use your feelings, your emotion, your sympathy, your empathy for another person, and they'll use it to abuse you. Typically, when I run across this and talking to people, one of the first aspects is feeling bad about the possibility of blocking the narcissist, about blocking that person, because it doesn't feel right. It's like like morally, it seems like it's doing a disservice to another human by like cutting them out of my life. Like I shouldn't do that to another person. A lot of times people struggle with that idea of like, should I actually block? Because they're not really viewing the relationship in the truth and the reality of the toxicity, the maliciousness, and the intent to cause harm to another person. Sometimes a person will feel like, I need to send a text before I block them. I need to tell them why I'm blocking them. Or I need to give them one last chance before I block them. I was talking to someone today about that and the idea and the illustration that I used was the aspect of like, hey, when you think about blocking them and then sending them a text, it's the same idea of changing the locks in your house and then that text for you giving them the key. It doesn't do any good because what they're going to use is that small text as a way to be able to get in. Well, you didn't let me respond. Well, here's my response. Or why would you do that? Or I can't believe you're finally giving up on me. Like all these different types of things, they'll use no they'll leverage that small text of like, hey, I'm done. I don't want you in my life anymore. Please stay away. I'm going to grab that. I'm going to use that. I'm going to twist it back around. And I'm going to get you to respond, react, defend so that I can get back in your life and control you. And that's the part of it. A lot of times you see that as well, using your empathy of when people are like, oh, I'm going to go no contact, but they don't block or they don't block in all ways because either they want to look or they want to want to see or they want to have a small aspect open of like maybe they'll change eventually. And the problem is the narcissist will use that as an open door to be able to walk back into your life and to start abusing you even more. A lot of times people think that no contact means I just won't, won't respond to them. Narcissist loves that because they're playing a game and it means over a period of time, the odds are if they keep poking and prodding and pushing you in multiple ways. Eventually you'll respond, eventually you'll react and then they have control over you. Narcissists use projection uses empathy and then they use your hope and your dream of what the potential could be. And the idea of maybe they'll change, maybe they'll come back. Narcissist knows that you're latching onto that because that's what kept you coming back. That's what keeps you wondering and hoping and staying a little bit longer by them saying it's going to change or this is going to happen. People will work very hard for a maybe than they will for a sure thing. Just think of it with like the lottery. There's a lot of people that spend tons and tons of dollars investing in the lottery and getting nothing in return than they do investing in companies or businesses or their time or their education to be able to grow and get better. To be able to level up and up their game in multiple aspects of life and business. But that maybe is enticing. That maybe is going to latch you onto that other person. That maybe becomes addictive so much that chemically it will ramp you up to the place where you'll be addicted just like you would be on other drugs. Addicted to a person and addicted to the hope and the possibility that they might actually be the person that they were at the beginning. The problem is that person at the beginning, the love bombing, nice person never existed. It was just a facade. It was a cardboard cut up they put up to convince you to be with them. A lot of times people will work hard for a maybe. They'll try to think that there might be a possibility. There might be a hope of change. And the narcissist knows that. And they will future fake to control and manipulate you. They'll promise a million things down the future. And they will never put anything into action to actually make it happen. A narcissist will use and abuse your insecurities. They'll project things onto you. They'll use your empathy and they'll latch onto the hope and potential that you have to lock you in and to keep you on tap longer than you should.